St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you have done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. It's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthews, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we go going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthews in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home.
I'm Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., pastor of the St. Matthew's Baptist Church here in Williamstown, New Jersey. We greet you in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the God of grace. He's the God of glory. And we praise him this morning for who he is. He's King of Kings and he's Lord of Lords. And my Bible says there's only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of Almighty God. We greet all mothers this morning on this traditional Mother's Day. We praise God for you. We ask God to continue to bless you and your family. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for he provides, he protects, and he promotes. Let me say that uh, even in this pandemic, amen, environment of virus and sickness, we are praising God, we are waiting on God, we are uh, 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 worshiping God, we, amen, are steadfast in God. He is our strength. He is our refuge. And we are to trust him at all times. I'm praying for you and your family. I'm praying that you would be well. I'm praying that you would be strengthened. I'm praying, amen, that your children and grandchildren will be protected in the name of Jesus our Christ. God is able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think to the only wise, and he's wise, God our Savior. He's a God of purpose, power, and he's a God of providence. We praise him and we thank him. Why don't you praise God for a moment with me? Let's praise him. He's King of Kings and he's Lord of Lords. Well, let's promote the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God because no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And we know that all things are working together for the good, for them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is our Savior. Our God will snatch us out of danger. Our God will put food on the table, clothes on our backs, money in our pocket. Our God watched over us last night and woke us up early this morning with a song on our heart. Praise his name. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. On this Mother's Day, how apropos it is for us to speak and challenge all mothers And my subject this morning is a tower of power, a tower of power. And if you, some of you are like me, my mother went home to be with the Lord. She's no longer here, but she's in glory. I will see her again. And I praise God for the years that she ministered and mothered me. Thank God for my mother. Thank God for all mothers. Thank God, amen, that God gave me someone to secure me, someone 
amen to raise me, someone to watch over me. Praise the name of Jesus. We're in a familiar passage of scripture, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, a tower of power. Mother's Day is a day of appreciation, applause, and admiration as we recognize, respect, rally around, and reverently, amen, understand the relevance of mothers. When I look at scripture, we respect, Lord have mercy, a her purpose and a person. Yeah, we recognize, amen, her perseverance and her preciousness. We rally around her productivity and we reverence her relevance. Mothers care and they give wise, godly counsel and they give us a sense of courage. I am always amazed that mothers grow us in and fathers grow us up. Mothers are responsible, Lord have mercy, with a deep affection, fathers disciple, amen. Mothers develop, fathers discipline. Do I have a witness? Mothers help us to grow and be guided by principles and fathers purpose their relationship for the future. When I look at a godly committed mother, three things she loves, she labors, and she liberates. I want to talk about this great woman of counsel and care. And in this 31st chapter of Proverbs, one, one of the things that we see is a virtuous woman. She's here in Proverbs 31, and those of you that are members of this great church, you know that I've preached this before. This woman is prototypical. She's prototypical. She's prototypical, meaning she's a standard. She's a standout. She's a stand-in. She's firm in her faith. This is not any old woman of the streets. This is not uh, a woman... A man who is full of folly and is fractured. This is a woman who is focused. And when we begin to look at this focused woman of Proverbs 31, amen, uh, we, we see a woman of wisdom, a woman of warmth, a woman of work, a woman, amen, of worship. It's obvious that she's close to God. Amen. 
She brings welfare to those on the outside. She touches. She's tenacious. And, of course, amen, she's uh, giving to people that don't have. She's got a heart of gold. And, and the Bible says that she is a merchant, she is a, uh, a, a mentor, and of course, she oversees the makeup of her home. Amen. What a woman. And because she's prototypical, because she's prototypical, because she is a type she has no name because she's a type. She's a type, like a parable. Most parables don't have names. There are illustrations and examples. Amen. This woman is a woman who has a resume of riches. Now let me stop, pause, and park because there are a lot of women who are only women in their looks. Women in their makeup, women in their hair, women in their lipstick, women in their clothes, but not women in their heart. God is dealing with a woman in her heart. Amen. That is, when we look at this resume of riches, first we see a mother of love. Now, now the word love has, has suffered because... Mankind has called love that's not love. Love is not a feeling. Love is not an infatuation. Love is not money. Love is not sex. Love is not notoriety. When I look at scripture, there are at least three things that a man love represents. First of all, love represents, listen to this, Sacrificial giving. Giving until it hurts. Giving out but expecting nothing in return. And, 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 and not only is love sacrificial giving, love is selfless in its character. Love is not concerned about the one trying to love. Love is always concerned about others. Amen. That, that is, is selfless in character. Amen. And also it is supportive. Amen. And it is respectful to others. Love is always about what we do and can do and can be, listen, for others. There's no self-reward in loving. The reward is the object of your love. And, and that's why the children and the husband rises up and call her blessed because they are recipients, listen pastor, of the riches of her resume. She's a mother of love. We got to learn how to love. We got to suffer until we're able to love. We got to see what God's love is all about because for God so loved the world that he sacrificially gave his only begotten son. He, he gave up what was dear to him in order for us to be recipients 
of that sacrificial, selfless, supportive love. That the Bible tells us in, in, in 31 beginning at 12 that uh, it starts off with a rhetorical question. Who can find a virtuous woman? The word rhetorical means no answer is needed. It's obvious, and we're going to come back to that, that uh, to her husband, this virtuous, godly, good woman has a subjection of respect for her husband. Now, let me stop pausing part. She respects her husband in sanctity and submission. And she supports his significance. The problem with the human race is what have you done for me lately? What are you doing for me? What do, you, what do I get out of this deal? Why do I feel the way I feel? When you are under the agapeo love of God, the love of God that's in Christ Jesus... There is a surrender, a subjection, and a submission, and a sanctity, and a significance for the other person. It's not what you're doing for me, it's what am I doing for you. She's Listen, she's a compliment and not a competition to her husband. Too many, too many, too many of us are competing with our mates. Yeah. Uh, if he says something, she says something. If she says something, he says something. No. Compliment means to come alongside quietly and help amen to strengthen him or her. She's a compliment. Now, let me tell you why we are so messed up. Because we didn't have good examples. Some had no parents, some had rowdy parents, some had worldly parents, some, amen, had parents who abused their authority, who cussed us out and, yeah, called us names, belittled us, selfish, self-centered, and, and, and those things made us shut up and those things made us amen, become obstructive in our attempt to love others. She is a compliment to her husband. What a wife. She's supportive and she wants him satisfied. Not only her husband, but she's loving in her household. Her children Amen. See her relevance. She looks to the ways of her household. Now, 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 when it says she looks to the ways of her household, she studies her household. She's not on the phone all the time. She's not on the internet all the time. She's not on Facebook all the time. She studies her household. She, she's, she's somebody that's constantly studying the needs of her household. She not only looks to a household, she, amen, is their liberal, amen, work. She works, she works 
She not only watches, she works constantly. She's not only looking and liberal, but she's a listener for a family's wounds. What a, what a mother, mother of love. Ah, too many mothers are looking to see what they can get and not what they can give. Too many mothers, amen, are selfish, self-centered, along with fathers. If we put our families first, that they would benefit, that they would be blessed, amen, we would have stronger families. I can tell you right now, you show me a family, amen, that's feuding, foolish, fractured. I'll show you parents that are not focused on Almighty God. That is, she, she is a mother of love. But secondly, amen, verses 13 to 22 in Proverbs 31, we, we see a mother of labor. She's not lazy. She's a mother of labor. She, uh, the book of Proverbs tells us, chapter 6, consider the ant. The ant rises early. The ant gets food, stores it up for the winter. The ant is constantly working for the future. She, she is a mother of labor. She, she manages the oversight of her home. She manages her loved ones. She, she uses Amen, a sacrificial support system to supervise and satisfy, not selfishly, but sacrificially, her home. That is, she labors, she manages, she plans. Amen, she creates projects, she studies the personnel who's in her family. And all of us are different, so there has to be a different philosophy how she's going to, amen, mature us and nurture us. She's a nurturer. She she is not only a manager, she's a merchant. She has a business. She uses her skills. Lord have mercy. She sells, she buys, she's a businesswoman. Amen. She, she's not only, listen to pastor, a manager and a merchant, she's a maker, she's a homemaker. Now let me stop, pause and part. Um, in Timothy and in Titus, it talks about the home. And the Bible says that a woman's place is, listen, a woman's main function is homemaker. Uh, not preacher, homemaker, not the leader, not the criticizer, not the complainer. She's a homemaker. And we and society has put, in, has put a negative connotation on being a homemaker. A homemaker is God's calling. 
It's not how much scripture you can quote, how long you can pray, how loud you can praise. That That's not the issue. The issue is, how is your home doing? She's a woman of labor. That is, she is a homemaker. She uses her supervision. She makes opportunities. She molds operations. She manufactures outcomes. Many of our mothers labored constantly to raise us. Now, 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 my mother's in glory, but I, I can remember as a little boy, I, I, there was a constant supervision, a constant plan to perfect our home. Washing and ironing, washing on scrub boards, cutting your hands. Nobody had Maytag. Do I have a witness? Cooking meals every day, doing, help to do homework, sending the kids out with clean clothes on, the husband out with iron clothes. Uh, Do I have a witness? Cleaning up the house and, amen, food shopping, cooking, cleaning, amen, supervising bad time, bad stories, bad prayers, sending us taking us to church, sitting us in Sunday school, sitting us under the word of God. Because if you bring up a child in the way they should go when they're young, when they get old, they will not depart. Like the prodigal, they'll come to their senses. This woman was a woman of labor. And many of our mothers labored to raise us, labor to resolve issues, labor to solve our shortcomings, labor. When my mother went home with the Lord, I put a poem in her program. I can still hear her voice. It was a voice of affection. It was a voice of authority. It was a voice that came alongside of me through seven years of the military. It was a voice that I kept hearing. I kept hearing her voice giving me guidance and giving me good sense, giving me good decision making. I I kept hearing her voice. And at my age today, I still hear it. That's parenting. That's laboring that your children, although they're grown, although you have grandchildren, your children should still hear your voice. A voice of love. A voice of labor. She is a mother of love. She's a mother of labor. But finally, she is a mother of liberation. From verse 23, 25, 26, 27 of Proverbs 31, she, she watches with love uh, over her household. A constant creator, if you will, of good things. She's an enhancer 
She brings excellence. She brings enlightenment. A mother who liberates. And the reason we need to be liberated is because we are bound and we are in bondage in this flesh. And we need an overseer to help liberate us. Both mother and father are there to guide, to direct, to counsel, amen, uh, to discipline, to disciple their children. Even when they get older, I have this Gordonism that there are three facets of a parent's life in their child from ages zero to from ages one to 12. They are a caretaker. That means they take care of everything, the clothing, the working, the feeding, the sleeping. They are caretaker. Your children can't do anything for themselves. Ages 13 to 18, they are a coach. What does a coach do? Teach you how to play the game of life. A coach, amen, may have to bench you at times. A coach may have to get hard at times, but a coach wants you to be a team player. And a coach gives you, amen, a wisdom to play the game called life. Here's what you must be aware of. Here's what you must look out for. Parenting is a work. Motherhood is a work. And then third, 19 and up, maybe after they graduate college, you become a counselor. Counselor to your grown children. When you need to be a counselor, you don't criticize and just continuously get on their backs. But every now and then, when you see them move in the wrong direction, you step in with a word of counsel. And you don't do it by demand, you do it by design. If I were you, I would consider doing this. Then you pray for them. Caretaker, coach, counselor. That's a godly parent. That is, I like what Job had to say in chapter 1, chapter 2, 1 and 2 of Job. He would pray for his children, he said, because they may have sinned. Let me intercede for them. Let me ask God to forgive them. Let me ask God to restore them. That as parents, as mothers, you, we, we see this liberation. She's not idle. She's influencing her children. And as a result, verse 28, 29, her children rises up. They're going to rise and call her blessed. They may not rise when they're young. They may not rise yeah when when they are out of their mind. They may not rise when they're rebellious but at some juncture they're going to rise up. They're going to come back to the place that they left, they, they are going to return to the righteousness of that mother figure and they're going to call her blessed. Mom, I want to thank you, mom. I want to thank God for you, mom. I want to praise you. And the Bible says her husband also praises her. Now don't, now don't leave that out. Don't leave that out. Too many mothers build their lives around their children 
because they don't want to deal with the husband. Let me say that again. You're getting quiet on me. Too, too many wives don't include the husband in the household. Yeah. When I was coming up in the 50s and 60s, we couldn't even eat till my father got home. We ate as a family. We prayed as a family. Yeah. And if you didn't like what was on the table, you weren't hungry, but you sat there. I do I have a witness? There was rules. There was relationship. Uh, can I get a witness? There were curfews there. Yeah. Certain things you could say, you couldn't say. There was respect. There was restraint. There was responsibility. We had chores to do. So by the time I went in my seven years in the military and by the 32 years ago when I started passing the church, I already had diligence. I already had development. I already were under, amen, people who held me responsible. Yeah. They rise up and call her blessed. Uh-uh. 30 and 31. I want you to see this. Thank you, Jesus. Her worth, don't miss this, is far above rubies. There's not a ruby or a diamond you can carve out that's more precious than a fearful, fruitful woman of God. Look what the Bible says, and I I I, I love this. He he he's he's talking about the the rare riches of the righteous, the resume of the righteous, and we go back to the rhetorical question, and rhetorical question is who can find a virtuous woman. You can't find her. She's nowhere to be found. She is designed by God. God is the one that designs her. Through progressive sanctification, she is developed by grace. She's dedicated in her giving. Mothers who are godly are graceful. Mothers who are giving are guided by the Holy Spirit. Mothers who gather and not divide are gratified. Do I have a witness? Mothers, uh uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Mothers who come alongside and liberate their families, they glorify Almighty God. Mothers are Jesus' gift to the family. Thank you, Lord. Mothers are joyous gratitudes of faith. Mothers are justified in their loving, laboring, and liberating of their families. The mother of Jesus, Mary, pondered. Yeah, the mother of Lois and Eunice, grandmother of Timothy, prepared. The mother of Samuel, Hannah, prayed. Mothers, you got to pray and keep on praying. 
You got to prepare and keep on preparing. Yet you got to ponder every now and then what God is doing in your life and in your child's life. Uh, uh, God heals us from our sicknesses and hurts. And mothers come alongside with the law of love. Fathers have the law of instruction and mothers bring a healing to our hearts. Mothers help us through our difficult situations. Mother, mothers handle, yeah, for us, uh-huh, our sorrows. Remember the cuts and the bruises, the earaches and the stomach aches, the headaches. She molds, she makes, amen. And she matures her children. She guides, she gives. Yeah. What a mother. She's a tower of power. She's a tool. Yeah. A purpose. She is a tenderness of passion. She's a mother of magnificence. I'm so glad that I had uh, a mother of love, a mother of labor and a mother of liberation. So glad that God blessed me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. So glad that I was raised under structure. So glad I was raised under parental authority. So glad I had a mother and a father. So so glad I belonged to a home and a family. Hey, not on the corner with the boys, but I had somebody in my life that gave me their heart. So glad that this virtuous woman, like Christ, amen, uh, uh, was faithful. Jesus was faithful. He came to die. For all my sins. Jesus was fruitful. He continues to work in my life. As my mother continued to work in my life. Jesus gave me fortitude. Hold on, hold out. Help is on the way. It's too early to give up. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He died. He was buried and he rose again. And Psalm 27 says, when your mother and your father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. Do I have a witness on this Mother's Day? You need to be a mother of love and a mother of labor and a mother of liberation. You, yeah, you need to bring your house together and not tear it apart. You, you, you need to give your house glue. Yeah. Uh, can I get a witness? You need to support your husband and reverence your husband and respect your husband and be submitted to your husband and because the children are looking. And you're going to help their marriage by what you display in your marriage. You're going to help their home by what you display in your home. You're going to give them a sense 
of need of God as you show them you need God. They need to see you on your knees. They don't need to see you fussing all the time. They need to see you fixed in Christ. Reading your word. Thanking God for them. This virtuous, prototypical type of woman. What a woman. A woman of love. Not the world's love. God's love. A woman of labor. And listen to this. A woman of liberation. When you step back and all your kids are grown, your grandkids are around you, you need to have a mindset of being a homemaker. I process and programmed in my kids all that they will need to be satisfied. What a woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? As we close this broadcast, love your family, love your husband, love your children. Labor for them. Liberate them through your godly example. Be still and know that he's God. And don't fear this pandemic. Just be still, be faithful, be loyal, and be obedient. God will see you through. He has promised that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And we thank God for all mothers. We want you to be encouraged. We want to encourage the fathers. We want to encourage the children. God is in total control. And we thank God for all mothers. We praise you. We exalt the Lord for you. We hug you. We magnify you. Truly, if it were not for the mothers, we all would be messed up. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to appreciate, help us, Lord God, to uh, applause and to be admirable for our mothers, whether they're here or gone. Thank you for the programmers of our beings. Thank you for the years you used them to make us mature. And we praise you this morning in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor loves you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. Is to she give using about this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.